0: Welcome to the special edition of the Uptime Wind Industry Podcast. As we know, wind turbines are a maintenance nightmare at times, and with so many variety of wind turbines, particularly across the United States and the world, it's really hard to know what's wrong with any particular turbine at any particular time. And, and with the markets consolidating and the number of turbines that are exchanging hands, knowing the health of a wind turbine becomes critical. And that's where Kylaway Solutions comes in. Garrett Callaway' is the CEO of, of Callaway Solutions and has been involved in this industry a very long time in this in this podcast, Joel and I will have in-depth discussions with Garrett. We're going to pick his brain as to where these problems are, how to find them and and how to diagnose the health of your turbine. so this is this is a really great episode. Garrett, welcome to the program and and give us a little bit of background on on where you came from and how you got to this place been in the wind
1: business for renewable energy for about 12 years Uh, started as a technician at Siemens uh, back when it was Siemens not Siemens Gamesa and it's in its heyday Um, done major components that's actually where I learned kind of bore scoping and you know NDT process I was part of the Siemens engineering uh, engineering group uh, used to be called ST learned from Everybody learned from the Danes, learned from, you know, kind of the, the original guys that were building these wind, wind turbines in the United States. Um, got, I, honestly, I got really, really lucky. Um, from there, I ended up at Wanzik. I helped build their major component and renewable services group. Yeah, I just kind of decided that I was going to do this on my own, that I knew how to do it. We take that end of warranty style walk down. We have that checklist. And what we want to propose to the world is that you do not wait till the end of warranty. For this, you start at COD. You go through and you do a hundred percent check of everything, not just the visual walk down, external blades, internal blades, main bearing gearbox generator, everything that you could think of so that you have a real baseline. We want to we want to say we come in and do a hundred percent, and then throughout your warranty contract, you know, but just for easy math, we'll say that your contract's five years. We come back and we do 20. percent of your site randomly. And then by the time we get to the end of your warranty, you don't even need an end of warranty walk down. You already know the problems that you've got. The utility has going on their sites. They've preemptively ordered the parts that they know are starting to generate faster. And so we actually get real life extension from these towers. We want to be in the renewable, renewable business. We need to make these things actually last and not just throw away pieces of machinery that still have life in them. And, and, and so, in and so in part of that, we, we do the visual walk down with our specialists, we do external blade inspection, we have fully autonomous software, we've partnered with thread to use their, um, use their platform, use their, their autonomous flight. And so we do the externals with that, and then we will go in with the Elios two and do internal inspections. And we actually, uh, we partnered with wind power lab on this. So, you know, um. We do what we are experts at.
2: Let me ask you a question, there, Gary. Let me stop you for a second. And ask you a question. So your your customers right now, or when you started and you got into the, we're going to do audits. We're going to be your third party expertise. Was mostly asset owners, uh, utility operators, whether it was regulated or unregulated. That's who it was. But I see what I see is pretty pretty uh, extreme value for a financial customer, right? So someone that may be buying an asset, a bank that wants to come and look and see, is this something we should be taking a loan on on? Or uh, say an insurance company that, hey, brand new wind farm to their portfolio possibly, should we take this risk on? And if this stuff was already done, if there was someone who was already doing independent audits, does that make, is it possible that it makes easier, you know, premium reductions or, or the bank is like, oh, okay, we've got this. These insurance
1: companies- Obviously, they're smart and they're powerful, but they're not renewable experts. And if you're going to go underwrite a massive project, you should know and take that, that risk mitigation for yourself and know exactly what is going on with those assets. So part of this is getting, you know, getting with the insurance companies and making the insurance companies go to the utilities of the OEMs and go, look, we'll do this and we'll even give you a better premium rate. But you have to have a third party organization come in that is no affiliation to you independent experts to to give these audits and if you maintain your towers in an appropriate way you get a better you get a better premium price you know there are discounts however um but you're you're Joe. you're a hundred percent you know you're right on right on the money especially i mean wind turbines get bought and sold and traded i mean it, it, you might as well be you might as well be trading pokemon cards at this point but <laughs> um you know, and and without these evaluations, how are these big financial companies, you know, really? How do they really know? And and and, my, and to my opinion, they don't. They're taking a risk, and it also you know you know a lot of these companies. It just looks good to be in renewables these days.
2: Yeah, and you start to see a lot of that in the in the capital money exchanges. It just boosts their ESG, you know esg points or esg scores or whatever to be a part of these things so no matter what money usually comes we had a conversation that some of that about that the other day Where at the they'll take the risk on just to have the uh the green stamp so let me ask you a couple more questions about then the, the how you how you guys support the market then so you have your team and of course you have a couple of clients that you usually work with um but how big is the team and and how much work can you guys actually take on to help people with this we're 15 people um So we we're 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 growing. Um
1: still a small group, but um I mean truth is we can handle whatever anybody wants to to throw at us. Um we we're incredibly efficient. So sending a one like literally a you know two man team or one man team out is you know is incredibly easy. So it's just it's time, right? It's just time and and persistence and and showing the good work and what we're able to deliver. And, you know, and really like, right, it's, it's all about return on investment. I mean, you invest this amount of money for us to come into these inspections. The return is exponentially more. Um, and it's just about showing that and, and proving that. And, and we've, we've been doing it slowly and uh, methodically.
0: So the issue right now in the industry is that there's very little you will know about your turbine unless you're the OEM, because the OEMs have all the data. And a lot of operators do not get that access to that data. So they can't even analyze their own equipment. So the only way to really understand what a piece of equipment is performing like today is you can, do, you can connect with someone like our friend Phil DeTaro, who's looking at the, the power produced and the, and the wind coming in and to try to ballpark it that way. The only other way to do it, though, is to actually physically walk on site and start bor- boroscoping, uh, listening, <laughs> listening for that grinding noise, and get inside. It, because otherwise you're sort of guessing at it. That leads to a sort of a, a more broad problem is there's a lot of wind turbines. There's not a lot of technicians that can do some of these higher level things. There's really no one in the middle, right? So the, we have technicians to go and fix the equipment and just to keep it up and running. We have the OEMs and the full service agreements that are sort of top level, like, don't worry about it. Everything's under the tent. Don't look at it. So we, we've got this sort of thing what's missing is the middle, right? The the experts that can come in and kick the tires on a turbine to tell you what its actual life is and what it's, what is happening with it right now. That's the missing link, right? That's where Callaway comes in, right? Exactly. 100%. We, what we like to describe
1: it as data illumination, right? We come in and, you know, like you can look at your CMS, you can look at your vibrations and you will understand that maybe you're, you'll see some stuff. you you'll start seeing spike elevations and you'll know that maybe your IMS or your high speed or your planets are going bad and, and all that. But, but even with that, you still have to go borescope them. Nobody, I mean, very few people are just taking the, we'll say the advice of the CMS and going, just change out those main bearings. You don't, you know, like we're certain, we're 100% sure. No, no, yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's just, well, and one, if, if your insurance is involved, there is no way that is happening because they need they need they need a visual evidence of what that vibration sensing
2: is doing. Yeah. And then they want an audit chain too, right? They want to look through records. They want to make sure so they can they can push point blame. That's where it's at. Once it hits that threshold of value, nobody wants to take that. Yeah, nobody wants to take that hit. So I was like, Oh, this is actually it. Oh, 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 you are
1: here. Yeah. I mean, Alan, you're, you're right there. That middle ground is kind of it was where I saw. I saw the missing link. and I saw what needed to be done.
0: That still exists with CMS, though, right, Garrett? I mean, the CMS systems provide you a level of information. You know something may have changed. I think that's what CMSs really do here is they say something has changed, but unless you have an expert or a very knowledgeable person go in and look to see what's causing that alarm or that change, there's really no point to a CMS system, the way I see it, because they can't diagnose.
1: Well, and here's the other, here's the other side of that with the CMS. That's... You know, and we'll we'll say your, we'll just we'll say your, it's a we'll call it a Winergy one fifty one or one fifty bearing. It's your downwind high speed bearing, and let's say that they've got some heat going. You know, you've got some the you know, PT one hundred sensors are going off, your CMS is going off, and and so you know you have a bad bearing. Well, that doesn't really change of why or it doesn't really change why you know I and mean, then back in the day it used to be white etching cracks which was all metallurgic material issues right but what uh, what else you're not looking at is is that generator in alignment is that coupler up to spec are you meeting these standards because if you don't if that generator if you get a bad generator foot you will blow those bearings out very very quickly And again and again and again and if you're not address if you're just looking at the CMS and even if you're just borescoping, that's not a. I mean, you've got to go further down the line to really get that get to that root cause analysis. And and without without my without my specialists and without that that deep internal knowledge, you're you're never going to get there.
2: I think that another part of it to touch on is the stakeholder management of the situation. Right, so. When you're sitting there, say you're a financial asset owner or you're an, as- you're an asset owner that is uh, technician or expertise light or engineering light, and that's fine. That's a lot of people these days. But then they're relying on these OEMs for their warranty contracts or not even warranty contracts, service contracts. Say you have this three, five-year service contract. Well, that, that OEM then says, oh, we've got it. We've got it. Don't worry. Well, at the end of the contract, you may be uh, you know inheriting a piece of garbage. In my opinion, most likely you are. Yeah, if you're an asset owner that sits there uh, is mostly on the sidelines and don't have your own engineering expertise, whether it's a an you know an operating expense issue or however your company's designed, that's fine. You can still call someone like yourself, Garrett or Callaway Solutions, and say, "Hey, guys, you know what? We've had these things up for whether it's from baseline or not, we've had them for I don't know two years, and we would like to actually go and you're auditing the machine, but you're also auditing the OEM that's doing the service contract at the same time because you're you're proving, have they done what they say they're going to do? Can we trust them for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the contract X, Y, Z, because a lot of it also happens this way at five years that, that business development or salesperson from that service contract holding company comes back to that, to wind energy holder and says, Hey, we'd like to sign another five-year contract with you. Uh, not everybody takes over the assets at the end of those contracts. So at that time, if they're doing a good job and they get the high grade from Callaway, well, then you'd be more apt to be able to sign that service contract for another five years.
1: You know, the crazy thing is, I and I remember being at Siemens and hearing about 20 year service contracts. If I was an, if I was a utility,
0: I wouldn't, I would never
2: do that. I would never do that. The only 30 year contract I'm signing is a wedding certificate. Yeah. I mean, and so, but you're right,
1: you know, us coming in as an unbiased group and we, and because when I talk to people, they're like, Oh, you really got it out for the OEMs. I've got it out for bad quality. I don't, I don't care if it's the OEM. I don't care if it's the utility. It could be a different ISP a hundred percent. Um, and we're just here to uh, illuminate the data now. and, And whether that's good or bad, it doesn't matter. It just is what it is. I mean, data is our facts. And so if, if, if another ISP is doing the work and they're doing a stellar job, not going to we're not going to dog them out. We're just going to we're going to give the information. And if that means, you know, if we can do that and or and honestly, if another ISP wanted to come in and go, hey, we'd like you to audit our work on this site and then they give that information to the utility, they might as well just sign a, a lifetime contract because I guarantee you there's not a single ISP that's ever thought to do that audit themselves independently to show the utility that they are as good as they're doing or as good as they think. And, and, and so it's, you know, and, and, and we're about doing that for the OEMs too. I mean, if the OEMs are doing a great job, thumbs up, I'll pat on the back, hand clap, let's, let's go, right? Congratulations. But if you're not, you know, if you're not holding your end of the bargain here,
0: if you're, if you're not, then we're going to show. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things about OEMs and full service agreements. The, the full service agreements seem to vary by location, right? So it, it is really dependent upon who you have locally that's taking care of your equipment, how well that turns out, right? It, it, it's a people it's still a people business, and it's even in a, this sort of high tech world, that's still a people business, and and good people do good work generally. Uh, but the thing is, is unless you unless you try to check up on them once in a while, you don't always know what it looks like, and it's really unless you're an expert in some of these highly detailed. Um, metallurgical, gearbox, lubrication, even some of the power distribution stuff, you're just not going to know where all the the problems lie. And I think this is where the the this Callaway Solutions comes in here. Because when you when you get on site, when someone says, hey, I, I really need to do an audit. We're coming up to end a warranty or, as it's happening more frequently now, hey, we got a, someone coming in to look at the asset. They want to buy the asset. We need somebody to go through these turbines and tell us, give us a status, a, you know, red, yellow, green kind of situation. What, what does that look like then? You get on site, there's 100 turbines. What are you guys doing when you go through these turbines and, and, and evaluate sort of the health of them?
1: I mean, obviously, you're going to start with the, the basic turbine information, make, model, um, you know, CO, date of COD. And but so the, the first step is you'll you, the typically we're going to send a two man team out. One guy is, so, you know, one guy's going up and getting into the bore scope. Second guy's coming up, doing the visual walk down from basement, uh, you know, walking straight into the stairs, up the ladder, getting off every deck, checking, you know, torque marks, pinging bolts around every flange, looking just, just eyes peeled, looking for every single detail. And then by the time, by the time they get to the top, you know, the person upstairs up up tower bore scoping is, you know, maybe through the helical section, getting into the planetary, finish that up, then the two teams link up, they do the main bearing. And it really depends on the man in the manufacturer. Because if it's GE main bearing, if you're a one five, you know, one X platform, you can just you can pry off that main bearing cover, clean out a bit of grease. Typically you're looking down in that that six o'clock position, but really it's like not like Three, six, and nine are typically where your damages are going to be on your on your main bearings. That's where the most load is. Pull that off. Clean out a little grease in between. Take a look whether it's borescope or literally. I mean, sometimes you just take a picture because it's a you know giant crack missing. And then you know we're, we're looking at the the generators, and then we're hopping into the hub, and we're sending the Elio's two drones. So we rabbit ear the hub with the two you know two blades sticking out. Open hatches. Yep. And then we put the Helios drone in and and if if you don't know about it, it's, it's a it's basically a caged drone. It's in a sphere and it's about 40, about, I think it's about 40 centimeters diameter ish. So it can fit into um, almost any pizza pan. We do a very specific flight routine where all surfaces, every single part of the internals done, but it's done with video so it's a continuous 4k stream of video all the way down all the surface of the blades. And the reason that that's important is that if you go in there and just do a manual look and you're just snapping pictures, you know, you will you will miss something. But if we have the video, then we compile it into basically I mean and you can just you have that and you can just look at this full encompassing visual inspection. We hand that off to wind power lab and they just go I mean, off the charts, uh, from there, while we're doing the internals and the team is on the internal side, we have a guy on the outside doing the external blade inspection so that we're trying to condense this down to a, a most efficient package we can deliver. Um, now doing all the bore scope, doing all the visual, doing all the blades when you're doing if it's like you're doing that, that, that kind of, that super comprehensive audit, it's one tower a day for a per team. I, it's just so much to do. It takes takes so much to do, um, and and from there we we have these different reports. We've got the external with with Thread and their Unity server, which is absolutely amazing. Um, we send off the data that we've collected to Wind Power Lab, the Boriska. I mean, and, and my real expertise is in in the drivetrain stuff, and that's just the truth of it. And so we'll take on the internal the drivetrain inspections and give our Value, yeah, mechanical stuff, and but honestly, more than I mean, if if we need to, you know, if say particularly if it's a Winnergy box that we're inspecting, I'll send my reports to Winergy and be like, look, tell me what you think. Um, and and then we take all that information and we we put it in a single single source location, and um, and and like I said, developing the grading is still a, it's still in progress. It's trying to f- trying to figure out what that all. Uh, we're working it out and that's just because it's new
0: yeah it's hard to determine a lifetime when you look inside a gearbox and say it's going to live a year or it's going to live five right there's there's a lot of variables there sure but what you do know
1: is i mean what you can
0: absolutely know is
1: if your low speed if your bull gear and bearings are failing that's a new gearbox for the most part they have some some companies that can change that out and it's kind of a mess but you know and you do know if if you go in borescope that the planetary system if you find any spalling in there, you just I mean, it's a time bomb. Now, it might last a year. It might last six months, right? I mean, it depends on how deep the crack is or how deep the spalling is. But you do know, you 100% know it will detonate to a point where it has to be changed out. So better to know now and have extra monitoring on there than just, you know, just hope, I guess. I mean, hope, hope. Hope is never a good plan.
0: What are the top three things that you see? So, if you looked, at, you looked sort of gearbox, drivetrain, all the the major major component, mechanical. You've looked internal to blades, external to blades. What does that funnel down into? Typically, and I know there's a lot of each OEM has their own particular issue, of course, right? Okay, but w- where do you usually end up here? Typically, your gearboxes are in a lot more trouble than you think they are.
1: Um, that's that just from years and years of doing this and uh, having worked with in CMS and have gone out to do inspections where they said that there was a hundred percent a crack there. And there was no crack there. Well, and, and uh, but what we've found, and especially, um, especially recently, uh, with another, one of our, with one of our large clients, they brought us in, we did 35 bore inspect, comprehensive bore scope inspections, and they had a list of their, of, of their their warnings and errors that were going on, you know, from their CMS. And we found, I mean, they were like, yeah, yeah, there should be like a little bit of damage on the down, downwind high speed bearing. Mm-mm. That bearing was wrecked. And now that material spread to the, and now, and so it was like, well, you thought you had one thing wrong, but you also have spalling on your IMS and your low speed and your planets. Like, well, there was no CMS, there was no CMS warning. I'm like, no, you waited too long. I was like, I don't. Sorry, you waited too long to replace your your IMS. You knew that. I mean, some of these guys they, they knew their IMS was or high speed was bad for six months. You know, by that time, right? Just just run it. And you know, to, I get it. Right? You got to have production. You got to keep you know got to keep up that you know with your your power purchase agreement and all that. But I, it's just so short sighted. Like bad news doesn't get better with time. It it just doesn't. Take care of what, take care of the problem in front of you. And then you won't have this giant problem in six months or a year. And so now we found is that people think they know what's going on with their gearboxes. They don't know what they're going, but they don't, they don't really know. I mean, the, the CMS does a, a good enough job to give you some hints, but unless you're really in there digging around, it, you're, I mean, fishing in the dark, man.
2: So would you say that Cal- Callaway Solutions' major message to the industry is be proactive? 100%. That's everything.
1: And, and, that's, and that's what we call this is RAM, Responsible Asset Management. Like Take care of, take care of what you're supposed to take care of to, and take care of it now.
2: You know, let me talk to you about this one, because this is an interesting take that last week, Alan and I were up at Canria uh, in Calgary, and we talked with a lot of asset owners up in Canada. And the big difference there is they may not have the PTC funds like we have. But their power purchase agreements are stable and they're much more lucrative. So they have had a better job. And we talked with some companies that were they're like intercompany. Hey, we do a much better job of managing our assets in Canada than they do in the States. And they're kind of like, well, why? And there's pointing point fingers in engineers and kind of joking back and forth the company. But the general, but what it basically boils down to is their budgets are higher for O&M. So they have the capability of being more proactive. Doing inspections, getting blades repaired properly, doing whatever it may be. They're but they're actually ahead of the game. Whereas down in the states, because of the way things are ran from a business standpoint, every it's a lot more reactive. And I think if you could get someone to switch gears to be proactive, their assets will become that much more valuable. Their uptime will become that much more available, and they'll be able to produce more energy. And that's what we want for everybody.
1: As far as my customers go, and I'll just I'll, I mean, AES to me, they they are far and above. The, the mo- they're, they're one of the most proactive. I mean, it's to me, it's AES and like pattern energy. Like those are kind of the shining stars. To me. I I can't say enough good things about those about those two groups. I I mean, they are proactive. They 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 want to get after it. They want to know what's going on with with their assets and and they do it. And but also AES and pattern are self performing. They have a vested internal interest in making sure those things run. um and, and I I think that there's a there's a place with this that unless you've got skin in the game to maintain them yourselves in some capacity, you will pass the buck to the OEM,
2: and the OEM will do what the OEMs do. They'll they'll follow the contract to a T. <laughs> but 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 above that, you know, they're not going above and beyond. They got no vested interest in it.
1: My customers know that when we're out there, we're there to do it perfect. No substitutions we get it done and if and if it's not done right somebody's
0: going back and doing it again on our dime so your typical client is who? who who's 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 calling you is it uh isps is it oems is it the operators it's we have an interesting we have a kind of a a,
1: a spectrum of, across the board we we definitely have had some conversations with uh Rangel about doing some of their their work for them um we'll, that we'll see kind of where that goes. It's kind of been kicked down the line. Um, we've had conversations with Pierce. We've had conversations with, uh, Siemens. I mean, and you know, uh, I've still got a lot of connections there. We do some investigations on their, on their thermal events for Siemens. Um, you know, utilities, obviously pattern AES, uh, Excel is a big customer of ours. Uh, I mean, I mean we, we catered if you call, and you want your information, we cater to you. So, how do people get a hold of you? Are they going to LinkedIn? Are they going to your website? How are they, how are they finding you? I mean, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn. You can get a hold of us. Uh, go to our website. And I mean, it's we actually just up, updated our website again. It's a, a bit more comprehensive and kind of easier to navigate. Um, give me a call. Give, send me an email. Um, you know, G at CallowaySolutions.com.
0: Let us go let's go over CallawaySolutions.com. So Callaway is with one L, C-A-L-A-W-A-Y.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, everybody spells it wrong, but yeah. Callaway Solutions. C-A-L-A-W-A-Y solutions.com. Gary,
0: it's been great to to talk to you. I, I knew you guys were involved deeply in sort of diagnosing turbines, which is a really interesting business, but I didn't realize you were that deep. You're really into the internals of of these turbines, which is fantastic because we, we need people to do that.